0: jesus sunday anybody feel like that i feel like that help hey us. Guys. facebook Hello. welcome youtube guys we are coming to as danielle just said help me jesus sunday i didn't
1: even mean it yeah, no, no i meant it came no, I, meant to, no, I meant it, it out. Came out. I was Stay happy, and it was the honest
0: truth. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Someday. I know, but you. sometimes I feel like that. <laughs> Obviously, I'll our s- stage production, fair, <laughs> stage our come. stage production, our media production, <laughs> or better known as Jake.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. it's so well,
1: welcome, welcome, yeah. welcome. Look, if this is one of your first times with us, welcome. This is Kyle. My name is Hi. Danielle. We're welcome so to happy our family that you room. Joined us today, and we pray that you. Um, by the end of this morning, really feel like you have found a family um, of people who love Jesus, that are trying their hardest, that are willing to say, Help me, Jesus.
0: Help okay. me, Jesus. <laughs> no, and look, if this is your first or second time, uh, we'd really, truly, we want to get to know you. We, in, in this um, virtual uh, community world that we're living in, We really recognize we have to try just even a little harder to to have community together. How
1: much is needed? How much is needed? Because
0: it's so we can we can be engaged online and still be isolated. And so uh, there's a link tree uh, a link right there. Um, if you go to it, there's just there's a there's a, a a guest card that you can fill out. Just let us know that you're here. Yeah. We just want to hear from you. Like yeah. it's just it's it's so encouraging. You can see us, but we
1: can't see. I know. know it what? You didn't do the thing, my Bobby.
0: So I didn't, oh, well. but I'll, I'll work that out in just a second. <laughs>
1: That's okay.
0: When folk are praying, I'll do the backstage here <laughs> stuff. Okay. But is anyone, else, is anyone else is anyone freaked it. out because it's like we are on the backside of 2020 now? Hallelujah! Yes, the backside of 2020.
1: I don't know. I have a little bit of trepidation
0: going in July. I'm not going to lie. I feel like
1: March through June has kind of set me up with giving side-eye in July. I don't know. So I haven't done no.
0: anything to you, <laughs> and you're going to get side-eye. <laughs>
1: it's
0: only the fifth. It's only the fifth. Oh, man. Well, Church, we, 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 we are uh, so glad to be able to be a part uh, together today because— yeah um we know as kind of as the weather starts becoming better and and people are starting to to wander out a little (laughs) bit um it actually makes us miss uh our time together even more but that's why it's so important these these moments are so important for us to be together Um, and really, and, and I know, and I love the fact that we, you know, we have the freedom to be able to watch it at different times and engage with different times. And we have so many people that are are doing things and are working and essential workers that are out there. So shout out to you guys. We know you guys are checking in on breaks and all that stuff as well, but, but there's something powerful about being together. And I know live, we, right? we said it. There, it there, we, if you there's can. a spiritual principle. There's a spiritual uh, power about. I think being together live. That's
1: yeah. I mean, it's so funny because right before we started, I was like, I'm super nervous today. And he's like, It's not like we haven't been doing this for almost four months. And next I said, week, it's four months. But you know what? I think the, my nerves came from the realizing that there's like it's because we're live. We're truly with you guys. Like you can yeah. see us. We can't yep. see you. But we know that you're there and there, you know, it's just like when you're going to get together with anybody, you're this, you you know, you have anticipation of what it is. We also have two flies. Now we have now she she has a buddy. They're flying around the room. And I told Kay, my greatest fear is that we're going to sing worship and a fly is going in my mouth. See it. Did you just see it? I feel like this is the way that Jesus gets his laughs.
0: I, feel like I, I if
1: this a, is what he does. I'm personally like, okay you know what, with it. What's up? <laughs> I'm you are. fine. Your mouth's gonna be shut. <laughs> I have such a
0: big <laughs> mouth. Like if they fly in, fly around, come back out again. It's all it's all good. All
1: right. We're so good. hey,
0: let's just push in just a little bit with uh with worship and yeah. you know the one thing about Connect Church that we really are is we're just about Jesus um in every way in 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 loving Him, learning how to love Him more, really celebrating His kingdom, uh, and pushing in. To His presence, and no uh, matter what, no matter what, no matter and what. in the no matter where we are, no matter what we're going through, it really is still all about Jesus.
1: Yeah. So we're gonna sing, and um, Jake and I were talking about the song. It's just a little refrain. Freedom reigns in this place. Showers of mercy yes. and grace falling on every face. And we were joking before a couple weeks ago. We're like, I guess we can't sing that song because um, all the faces aren't in the room. But you know what? The faces are in the yeah, room. Yeah, they are. Um, and we don't need to be in the same physical room to be together, to be community, um, to be, um, to, to his face is shining on ours. So let our faces shine on his for a moment before we jump into the words. Beautiful. Freedom reigns in this place, showers of mercy and grace. Falling on every face, there is freedom. So great is your faithfulness, great is your faithfulness, great is your faithfulness great is your name so jesus reigns in this place
0: come on come on shout Jesus, thank you for your freedom. Thank you that you came to set the captive free, Free. Lord God. And in your freedom, we can have things we've never had before, incapable of having without you, which is holiness and peace and love and light that only comes from you. So I pray that those things may manifest themselves in our lives today, that we may be drawn into a deeper with you, that there may be no boundaries, Lord God, no barriers, no obstacles, Lord God, that that keeps us from intimacy with you today, that everything that we are, we just go, all that I am, God, I'm in. I'm in. Then yeah. knock down every wall, Lord God, I've placed up. Lord God, get rid of every obstacle that I hold on to, every life preserver that I'm yes. trying to hold on to yeah. that keeps me from you. In the name of Jesus, uproot all the things that need to get out. And Lord God, plant all the things the Holy Spirit can plant inside of us mm-hmm. to bring you the glory that you deserve. We lift you up. We praise you and we thank you. Mm-hmm. Glory to the name of Jesus. Yeah. Let it be in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you, Lord, for no flies in my. Yeah,
0: how about it? You made it through. Made we it through.
1: Survived it. We survived it. Round one down.
0: Hey, I want to just encourage us for a, uh, a few moments because I, I want to give language to something that may may be helpful. I think Dee and I wanted to talk just a, about something quickly before we hop into the word today, but. Um, you know, uh, when when do you remember when you first got saved, right? When you first got saved, when I first got saved, people were like, "Oh, that's good, that's good," because uh, he should go to church. <laughs> he, yeah. he needs a little church in him. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's yeah, good, yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah. But then, but when you get really saved, like when you when you're saved, you get fired up and you start, man, you're going uh-huh. for God. You're going for God. Uh-huh. Then people, yeah, <laughs> huh? Then people start to switch on you because then they're like, <laughs> "You're going too crazy. You're you going too far, really? right?" But it's, I didn't go too far. I got convicted. Yes, I got convicted of my right, sin. I got convicted right. of the love of God. I got, I got, uh, I understood the Lordship of Jesus. I started mm-hmm. to see the sovereignty of God and the need yes. for the kingdom of God. And that changed everything. Mm-hmm. And and that's why people were like, oh no, it, it was good when you were quiet. It was mm-hmm. good when you just got a little bit of change, but now you're getting a little crazy. But that's what's going That's That's why I think at times people around us may not understand what's going on in us, yeah. going on in church, sure. going on in some of uh, the lives around you, because that's what's happening right now. Yeah.
1: What's happening right
0: now is like when we started talking about some racial issues mm-hmm. and 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 racism as a whole and social injustice and even it, with the
1: pandemic. Is yeah, right? and pandemic, us in pandemic, correct. Us, as people and as followers of Christ or people who are still learning about Christ.
0: Yeah, people started to say, "Oh, that, that's okay. Yeah. That's all right. I, I, it's yeah. good. We should have a little bit of change." But then when you, then when you start when when you're radical when you get When you are convicted, when you are convicted, when when you understand the weight of sin, when you understand Mm. the heartbeat of Jesus, when you understand the sovereignty of God and the plan of the kingdom of God for people in the world, no, Mm. people are not going to always understand that and think you've gone too far, but I can't, I cannot not go where the savior leads. I cannot call right, wrong and wrong, right? And look, I understand People can say, well, you're, you're just kind of following the culture. I need you to know I'm not following the culture. I, I, I'm, I'm recognizing that there are things in culture that are sin. Yes. Uh, and I'm calling those things yes, out. Right. I can assure you right. there are things I can assure you. There are things that this culture and this generation are going to want the church to stand with them for that we will not. Because right. those things are sin. But when there is sin in our culture, and sometimes our culture actually recognizes it before the church does which should never happen but it does yes. i'm not joining culture i'm recognizing the sin in culture and then ju- and rising up and saying man i'm convicted my lord has mm-hmm. a different view of that for his world his creation should be different than the way we're living it out and it's our opportunity matter of fact i would say it's our mandate as men and women of god to rise up in the midst of that and be uh, uh, uh agents of change the kingdom of god has been empowered to be agents of change and it, and, and and if wholeness and Wait. if justice and if freedom. loving and freedom is what the kingdom is about then we need to be a people who actually bring that in um i'm not i, I i'm not I, i'm not i'll never be i'm okay being a little church boy that ain't gonna happen i wasn't okay with it when i got saved it's good he just goes back to church i'm all or nothing and i think that's actually what the kingdom should be
1: I'm still stuck on the fact that our 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 church world in particular calls that radical. I know which is crazy. <laughs> so so aligning yourself with what Jesus did, which was bring freedom to the oppressed Ooh. person, is has now been called radical. And it's true. It's it, it's true because he did he did um bring radical thought, but that doesn't mean that it's not, he didn't what he didn't simply he what he simply did was brought righteousness. Yes into practice he brought right thoughts into action well do you
0: remember when he he, when he he goes to the woman at the well right he goes to the woman at the well Mm -hmm. and uh which is a radical like a deviation right by humans by humans, <laughs> right but but it's not just about breaking down man, man woman issues there. It's actually a racial issue as well. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't go in blindly like he actually yeah. understands she's a, a Samaritan hand. and he's a jew yeah and and actually that's the power of this. He yeah. said, I recognize that there are that our culture has racial barriers. Right. I'm going to break down that racial right. barrier.
1: And like looking back on that, when we read that in the word now, we just think that that's crazy. That people would think that that was radical. Like, of course, he should have done that because of love.
0: Completely radical. Though. And
1: yet, right? But what I'm saying, yeah, Craig, no, I hear you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like back then, you know, we look at that and we go, well, that's because he was giving love. He was reaching out in love. He was being love. He was embodied with who he was. God is love, so he was functioning in love. So, of course, he would go and and bring healing and wholeness and release that woman of shame. Of course, he would. But yet, yeah, we see it in, right now in our current situation and people are like, well, now wait a minute, (laughs) hold on a second with that love. So we thought that it was important today to help you um, locate, you know, where we are as individuals, where we are as a church and where we're going. And also, but most of all, help you locate yourself Yourself. inside of this because um, like we talked about last week, this is not, um, actually it would be um, better for us to not take the stand that we are taking um, for the sake of people who are most comfortable in what they've always believed or what they haven't been willing to see, uh, because that would keep the peace of people who don't want to be uncomfortable. Um, But, you know, we have to live within the truth, not within comfort. So we as a church are going somewhere we keep investigating ourselves. We keep yep. investigating the church and figuring out who we are, who we've been called to be and who that requires us to become. And not just in activity, but in conviction that compels us toward action. Yep. And yep. um. so, you know, Kyle, and we're, we're going to be we're talking talk about, more that about that our church that, yeah. and such, but I also, I got a, a picture of something that I felt like God wanted me to start off with this morning. We're going to be in acts 14 today, one through seven. Um, one but, through four. One through four. Oh, yeah. We, we, yeah, yeah. That yeah, we is kind it back. of cut it down. Um, and, but I wanted to give you a, a framework within our society that God gave me a picture of to help us really understand what we're about to talk about. Um, we are continuing on in that Unchained Hands um, part three series that we didn't birth. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, we're in a series now, but us learning what it means to function and live with unchained hands. Yeah. And, Um, You know, I was reminded that in October of 2017, Stephen Paddock, a 64-year-old man, he went to the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay Lake Hotel in the middle of um, a music festival that was happening in Las Vegas on the Las Vegas Strip. And he went up to that um, room and he proceeded to unload over a thousand rounds of ammunition. And he killed 58 people. He wounded 413 And he injured at least 869 people. Oh, my gosh. And that was something that arrested our whole country when that happened. Uh, But what God started to show me is that a universal trauma, which that would have been, did not result in universal injuries. So when all of those different people were injured and attacked and wounded, when they showed up, at the hospital. They did not all have the same, same wounds. Yeah, good. Okay. Yep. So some yep. of them, if you, if you think about, you know, they were all admitted into the ER, but some of them had broken bones. Some of them had eye injuries. So this would mean, you, you know, once you're stabilized, you go to then the ophthalmology, right? You would go to, if you were having problems with your bones and your joints, then after you're st- after stabilized you would go there some went into cardiac arrest so even after they were stabilized in the er then they went to the heart um floor you know if there was there was children then they went to pediatrics. I could go on and on and on and on and on about if some people needed MRIs. Some people need scans. Some people needed blood transfusions. There was this place for them to go after they were stabilized. And what God was showing me is that we're living in the middle of a universal trauma, yeah. but not everyone has a universal injury right. as you. a result of so that good. universal trauma. And usually church, we as human beings, 99% of us. And I know that there's a little bit of a difference because, um, in a lot of the people that call connect home, we have a very strong contingent that uh, live and function in their careers within the medical community. Yeah. But by and large, most people really connect with being two, in within two categories in their lives, either the victim that has been brought into the ER or a loved one of a victim that has been brought into the ER. So basically a victim once removed. Yeah. And these are the two people that we most relate to in the world. And instead of realizing that some of us, many of us, particularly within the white community, have functioned as victimizers, and it is okay to admit that, that that is one of the categories that we have to also identify with. Because we have brought an avenue for a lot of the pain that has been experienced through just being who we are. Because with whether it's consciously or subconsciously, we have permitted that avenue to flow through us. And others of us have to understand And most of us as Christians must see ourselves as the caregivers. We identify so much with being a victim. And right now I feel like the church is identifying people as everybody's in the ER. And if you aren't within our black community, then you're in the waiting room right now. And you're waiting to receive word that all is well. Mm. But the truth of the matter is that God has never released a past to any of us to be permitted to sit in the waiting room. We either have to come to terms with some of the wounds that we have caused, or we have to identify what our supernatural gifts are, not just Kyle and I, what your supernatural gifts that have been deposited into you that I don't have, that other people watching don't have, but you have, where those supernatural gifts are to function. What floor have you been called to? Are you someone that will help? That was if someone has gone into cardiac arrest, your supernatural gift has been crafted and placed you on the on the heart floor yeah. of that hospital yep. to go yep. and to minister life. If God has given you supernatural abilities that help you in the, um, you know, the analogy of the eye, then you need to find your place on that on that ophthalmology floor and on and on and on and on. But there is a place for you to yes. minister, yes. not yes. for you to hide out in the waiting room of the ER and wait for this to pass. Yes. The ER, and this is the last thing I'm gonna say, this the ER was never meant to be, it's only the point of entry for care. It's not where primary and ongoing care are wherever meant. If you if you ever been with if you've ever been in a situation where you've gone into the ER with someone, they don't hold people in the ER for two weeks. Correct. They're there to stabilize, but then to move on. So some of you might be in the ER. Some of you might be ER doctors yep. and nurses that are there to continually help the wounded in that immediate need. But we have to see that as a body, we are to function with handling people together collectively. Because when you have an injury, it affects different parts. And I feel like right now, some of, there's a lot of referred pain. A lot of times we'll say, oh my gosh, my hip, my hip is hurting. My hip is hurting. It's not really from our hip, right? It's from weak glutes. And a lot of people right now are walking around and trying to diagnose referred pain. Oh, it's not really caused by that. It's really, it's really a pain caused from something else. They're talking about pain in their hip, but it's really caused by something else. Right now, church, we are not here to identify just um, where someone's pain is not. We are here to acknowledge that there is pain and then to help bring wholeness and a cure to where that pain is originating from and be part of the healing, not be part of the group that is in the waiting room, just waiting for the storm to blow over.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, Well said. Yeah. Look, I love what you just said. And this is what this is what's going to help us in this. Um, You know, Jesus is the healer. And so as his body, we are designed uh, each and every one of us is designed to be a part of that healing process yes. in, in in the world. And so we can't jump right now to automatically, okay, let's just move rehab. past everything and, and rehab everything. Yeah. But we have to recognize that with unch- unchained hands, God took us out of our prisons of doubt, took us out of our prisons mm-hmm. of death, took us out of our prisons of sin, saved us, rescued us like he did with Peter. He unchained his hands. And with unchained hands, we're meant to bring the healing process uh, of Jesus into this world. We are his body. We are not just here to receive the goodness yes. of God. We are actually yes. here freely. You have received Jesus said freely. You shall give. It is a receiving and a giving. We are conduits. We are not reservoirs. I think a lot of yeah. times we think we're reservoirs. Just pour into me, pour into me, pour yes. into me. No, no, no. Yeah. We are conduits. The water comes in to go out again.
1: The storehouse. But, remember, storehouse exactly the right.
0: Dead Sea. Many of you know, I've I've taught him this before. The Dead Sea has this, uh, the uh, Jordan River, which is the river of life flows into it, but it has no no exit. It has no output into the world. That's why everything dies inside of it because it just Mm -hmm. comes in. So the river of life comes into it, but because it's not a conduit, it is a reservoir, things die. Mm -hmm. My friends take that as a spiritual word today. We can't just be a reservoir of God's blessing, of his goodness, of his salvation, of his love, of his mercy, of his grace. Uh, and, and, and let it just rest in us. Yes. It will create death rather than what it's meant to produce is life. So unchained hands. Like last week we talked about this moment because I, I think gee, we were talking about conviction changes things. When you're convicted, it brings change in your yes, life.
1: Because you're compelled. To you're
0: compelled. To there's, to a com- there's a spiritual compelling inside of you when you are, when you are uh, convicted of something. Um, and, uh, you know, last week we talked about the number four. And we just came through the 4th of July. And right. it being four being really the number. Yeah. Of end of one ministry yeah. and a new creative work going yeah. on, and we actually see this right here. Peter in uh, Acts, his ministry, uh, it doesn't it doesn't stop, but the, it transitions. The story yeah. transitions from Peter's ministry to Paul wow. Paul's ministry, and uh, and and they're going outside of Israel, where mm-hmm. Peter stays inside of Israel. They're going out into this much wider world, um, mm-hmm. and where they're going to find where we where we're going here in Acts chapter fourteen is this place called Iconium. Which at Paul's present time is called Claudiconium, um, it, because it was named this after the Emperor Claudius, mm-hmm. uh, and um, it was an honor for a city to be named like that. And that means that that city had sold out it; they bought in, right? They bought completely into the world system. It would be like our city would be called Trumpadelphia, which I don't like, think yeah. ever going to happen. But Trumpadelphia. But that tells um, you
1: how much it was the, the buy-in was there. Oh, a hundred percent.
0: Like that's. That Think about be, that. Yeah, like right. if 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 Philadelphia became Trumpadelphia, the buy-in that would have had to happen in that city was right. gigantic. And they were going that Paul and Barnabas are going to this place that had already bought in to a better-than culture, to a superiority culture, hmm. to a culture that looked down as less than anything that wasn't a Roman ideal. That
1: never ends well.
0: Right, it never ends well. <laughs> and, and that's what emboldened uh-huh. them. It emboldened them to actually attack Christianity, attack yes. truth, attack uh, uh, the, the healing and the power of the kingdom that they were coming, and emboldened them because it was less, in their, their mind, X- it was X-13, less than. Yes, exactly. A little bit, yep. then, they
1: fe- then they were emboldened, Bolden, and then they and A little James. bit bold. Yep, yeah, yeah, exactly right. And then they, yep. and then they imprisoned.
0: Yeah. So that's the city they're going in. And to change and i got started thinking about that. owner would how would we bring jesus into that city like how would we do it how good would we be at it because that's the city in the world we live in so when we read this about iconium maybe we we should ask ourselves how how do we take our the, the our king the kingdom into our own iconiums um so let's read this together um Now, at Iconium or Claudiconium, they entered together into the Jewish synagogue, which they would always do first, and spoke in such a way that a greater number of both Jews and Greeks believed. But unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles Mm -hmm. and poisoned their minds against the brothers. So they remained—listen to this. They stirred up against the brothers. So there was was issues. There was persecution. So here's the result. So they remained for a long time, speaking boldly for the Lord— and who bore witness to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the people in the city were divided. Some sided with the Jews, and some sided with the apostles. Man, that so much sounds like our world today. I mean some say some standing with the with 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 the kingdom and some on, some on this side and some on that side. By the way, can I tell you that's what the enemy always wants to do? He always wants us to pick sides. But what I got out of this is this. Well, I think the when God's trying to change a people, he'll always force them to go beyond their natural borders. He's always going to lead them beyond their natural. But we all have natural That's
1: what's borders going on right now. Yeah,
0: we all have natural borders, right? All of us, natural borders that are mm-hmm. in place. When I was younger, um, you know, I couldn't go past the railroad tracks. There's right. the railroad tracks. Mom, right. You, you go have there. to, right, right. You right? Well,
1: if you're our age. Oh, yeah, 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 probably yeah, not. Yeah, this yeah. Age, but
0: but I even still do it now. It's just really weird. I'm 52. And uh, when I'm out for a walk, there's a section yeah. of, our, of our place, right. of our town, where the sidewalk ends. Mm-hmm. I don't go beyond that. Yeah, Like, I, I don't. I, it's just weird. Like, I don't walk beyond the words. I could. I just don't. There's natural borders, I think. And and what's going on here is God's trying to actually bring change into a greater world picture, a greater world view. And so he's bringing Paul and Barnabas outside of their natural borders of Israel, mm-hmm. outside of the natural borders. Stay with me. That the church had already established. The church had already. And the church was doing good. The church was growing. The church was prospering. There were signs and wonders, and they were like this. I'm happy. I'm comfortable here. This is good. And God said, "Yeah, yeah, but I'm not because there's mm-hmm. a world that needs to change.
1: The world that's oppressed.
0: Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. A world
1: that doesn't know. That him. doesn't know
0: any different. That doesn't mm-hmm. know. And who thinks the culture they have is the right culture? By yes. the way. And I, I love this um, this moment. I was teaching the team this week about this in Joshua chapter five. Um, it's one of my favorite verses in the Bible or encounters in the Bible, Joshua's Joshua is getting ready to go into the promised land and he comes into the promised land and he encounters the angel of the Lord, which by the way, I believe is a theophany. It's a pre-incarnate expression of Jesus. Jesus coming to earth before he's pre-incarnate and, and, uh, he comes to him and Joshua says this, are you for us or for our enemies? Um, and Jesus is like, uh, neither I'm for the kingdom. And I love that thought process because, again, the enemy's always trying to us, them, us, them, yes. us, them. But there's only one thought process I have. Yeah. It's the kingdom of God. What he was telling uh, J- Joshua there is you can't go into this new area the same way you came out of the last one. There needs to be a change. No, no, no. The spirit was with you. I got it. He was God in you. I know that the sacrifices were there for forgiveness. I know you had community already. I know you had the 10 commandments and you understood the things of God, but you can't simply bring that into this new area. There needs to be a change inside of you because the kingdom of God is different. I can't move forward. Church, we can't move forward into the new culture beyond the natural borders that we had, we've established without understanding mm. the kingdom of God has something different. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and Dean, that's, that's, that's what's going on here. They're, they're going beyond that natural right. border.
1: And you know, if you look at that, um, the, that, the couple of verses that we just read, the first thing that stood out to me was that, uh, they had to leave Antioch, right? So that,
0: which is where they were first called Christians.
1: That was what I was going to say. Oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> sorry. We didn't plan that, by the way. Sorry. Obviously. Sorry. Go ahead. I'll just sit over here no. and so, I'm good. Okay. You on the floor.
1: But, no, the, no, that, but that's the point. This was their tribe. Yeah. This yes. is where yes. they felt most really good. safe, most known, the most familiar territory to them. Inside the walls quote unquote walls of what was known as the first place where Christians were. Yeah. And they had to leave that place. And then they went to Iconium and then the people were just out for blood. Yeah. And this is where they stayed. In the natural know, it would have seemed like crazy. they should have stayed in Antioch because this was they would they would have had more support, more people yep. you know, believing the same things, speaking the same things, all those things. And and to Iconium, they should have left there and gone back to uh, to Antioch, but they remained. It's what many of us are doing right now. This land that should feel so safe and so familiar and so protective is starting to feel foreign. And God is calling some of us out of that space to move into a. Then in the natural when you read the story, you would think, oh, that's the safer place. And it's like it's gonna get worse. (laughs) And and then it's and then and it's and there's ugliness in it. And the and the crazy thing about the word is that so they remained a long time. So I would if I was writing that, I would have (laughs) said so it was really awful, and yet because they're so awesome, (laughs) they remained. It's like it was terrible, so they stayed. I'm like, no, because (laughs) self-preservation Right. How how many other people are big right. on the self preservation yeah, yeah, thing? Okay, yeah. some of our pain, some of our traumas speak to the power of self preservation. <laughs> yeah, all yeah the exactly. More, right, exactly. And so self preservation would say, I am not staying here. Yep. I'm going to go back to where it's at least so safer for me. But God is calling us into new terrain. The reason I'm bringing that up is because of what we. What I want to go back to with that with the hospital thing. You are not here to spectate Kyle and I leading the church into new breath, into new territory, you are here to be a part of that. So in your own walks with people, you need the discernment of the spirit of God to show you, is this a place where I set up life and I just minister and give God away? Or is this a place that I pull up my tent pegs and I go somewhere else? Whatever that means. Okay. But how you're occupying your life right now needs to be spirit breathed. It needs to be spirit led. It's not like, well, this is just where I am. Yeah. No. Where would God have you set up your life, set up your testimony, set up his freedom that he wants to bring? Remember, we've been talking about it for months now that we are that storehouse. We look at it as either like we're supposed to be, go to the grocery store and get everything that we need, but we were always meant to be a storehouse through which God flows to deposit himself into
0: other people. Yeah. 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 And, um, Jesus is all the kingdom about shattering pre-existing paradigms uh, in our mm-hmm. life. Dee. And that's, I think at times we, 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 I, I just want to say this when, when we're talking about all of this, um, it should have an aspect uh, of us wrestling with this, uh, with, uh, uh, prejudice and racism and social injustice at the time, as well as the, the, the uh, uh, holiness, like just the yes. whole, like, yes. people, if you're only that's hearing this about. talk about, From that perspective, you're missing it. This is a deeper walk into holiness and and being able to say, man, the kingdom of God shatters pre-existing paradigms. That's what the kingdom of God is Mm -hmm. all about, to bring us into a deeper level of holiness. And and, 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 and when he walks into Iconium for Paul, I think this was probably really hard for him because these were his people at every Mm. level. These were his people at every (coughs) level. Think about this. Uh, you know, Philippians three five and six says that he was the, a Jew of Jews, mm-hmm. right? He was, he was circumcised on the eighth day. He's a tribe of Benjamin. He's he's a Pharisee of Pharisees. He's got all these yeah. things, the law, flawless, all these things. So he has he has he's walking into the Jewish synagogue there. Mm-hmm. He's a Roman citizen. So yes. the, these are his people by race and by nation. Come on, these are his people by race and by nation. But Jesus changed him. But mm. Jesus had changed him. Uh, last week, I was telling the uh, last week I got accused of being a progressive liberal, um, which, if you know me, is hysterically funny because I'm probably one of the most conservative people uh, that you you know. But if my stance on equality and racism um, has made me unacceptable or unrecognizable by my pre-existing crew, I'm OK with it. Do you know why? Because the kingdom of God determined it. The kingdom of God demands it. There is a weight of the kingdom of God in my life. The kingdom demands it in my you know what, life. Okay, when you yep. say
1: that, without faces and names and oh. cost, so when people oh. hear that, it can sound like, and I'm oh, no, okay with that. Oh no, no,
0: they're real faces and real names and longstanding Histories, relationships. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, but, absolutely. So but,
1: that's I just want to, and I do no, that I for, like, that. I feel bad for them. I'm saying that, like, we understand when we're saying that. That there is there is um, a lifetime sometimes attached to some of the things that need to go through um, a period of detachment. But
0: but my stance, my connection, my stance is on Jesus. Yes. Like I, I think if I, I what I what where I would struggle a lot is if it was on my opinion. But right. this is about the this is the kingdom. This is Jesus. This is why Paul says in the rest of that Philippians three. He goes on in verse seven and eight and says, whatever was to my gain, I now consider loss for the sake of Jesus Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ as my Lord, Mm. for whose sake I lost all things and I now consider them garbage. I love that word, scabella. It actually means poop.
1: You always find a word. By the way,
0: (laughs) poop, it's not even the nice word for poop. It's the... Slang word for poop we got but what it. I, I love it I love it come on church no but I do love what he's saying he's saying I consider all this crap There's nothing everything that the whole resume I've got of my life yes like really when it's held up to who Jesus is it's nothing yes. so am I going to fight to protect yeah. my resume or to per, or, or to elevate his righteousness? Mm. I'm going to say it again am I going to fight to protect my resume? or to elevate his righteousness mm-hmm. in my world. That's the choice that is before every person. And that's why conviction matters. Because if it's my opinion, I will back down to protect my resume. But when it is conviction,
1: mm-hmm.
0: man, I will do everything to elevate his righteousness in the world.
1: I think what's what's happening, church, is that our identities are on the line. And as far as how we have identified ourselves and how others identified with us. And identity is just a bridge into feeling secure. So we uh, are, our identities bridge, like my identity bridges me to Kyle. So it gives me security because there's intimacy there. And what we're putting at stake by talking about this so much is intimacy and a loss of it, a loss of intimacy and proximity to people and beliefs. Systems that we have known that we yep. care about, it puts those things in jeopardy. That's why it feels so uncomfortable, church, because it's going to cost us, not maybe, it's going to cost us something that is near and dear to yep. us. Two things. Um, there's one thing I wanted to say uh, before, and it keeps coming back to me. Um, you know, when you were talking about crossing borders, yeah. um, in the movie Field of Dreams,
0: Oh, yeah, that's great. And there's this part, this and I can't
1: remember his name, and I was like, I'm not gonna talk about it. Doc. Doc, Doc whatever. Uh, yeah. Um, he a real person. Yeah, right. Was he a real person?
0: And I he had so, yeah. played like
1: one inning or something, and
0: but he, he never got up to bat. But he never got yeah. up to
1: bat. And so in Field of Dreams, um, like if it's a spoiler alert, I'm sorry, he <laughs> had like 30 years to see this. So sorry. Um, My but bad. there comes a point where he there's a line uh between the field and where there's a child choking, and he's still young. And he has to make a determination, am I going to step, I'm finally getting my dream of being this baseball player, or am I going to step across this line and become that doctor and save this child's life? And there, so that's why I was saying what I said before, there is a cost to stepping over the border. There are things to take into account. And I think what's happening. But there's
0: lives at stake. Crossing the but that's, that's exactly that, that's, right. That's it. But
1: it's why we find comfort in the worst room in the world, which is the waiting room. Yeah. Because we're still trying to hope that something blows over and breezes over. Um. And but the other thing I wanted to say is this: is that you know, with, as far as identity, what with our identity being at stake, you know, a couple of years ago I preached um, while I was making meatballs on the oh, stage. Yeah, yeah, smells right? so good. And so you know, being Italian. Uh, your meatball is your identity. Um, how good you are at making your meatballs. Her meatballs
0: are slamming, said, unbelievably like, fantastic.
1: Like, um, you know how quickly you make your way through the pearly gates is how good your meatball is. <laughs> oh, pickle. then I'm.
0: I'm, 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 <laughs> yeah, I'm in that's trouble. Like, that's how I'm you're in like trouble. when
1: you're like Italian. Like the way that you cook is all that, right? And so, so when I was making them, I had to make them in a frying pan, and. And I happen to bake mine, but there's a lot of people that, man, they were like, made in the frying pan because there's people that bake them. And I'm like, I bake them. (laughs) Um, But whatever, like everybody's real careful with that. And I said to Kyle, it's as if you wake up one morning and someone says to you, Danielle, I have something to tell you. You're actually adopted and you're not Italian at all. You're Swedish. And I would have a decision to make because I've been so intertwined. With my nationality yeah. and with my belief systems and how I know how to do things and everything that I'm like, am I going to s- embrace the Ikea Swedish meatball now?
0: <laughs> I love some Swedish <laughs> so meatball, I? man. That's good. So do
1: I? But that's my point. Yeah. It's not an Italian meatball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I know like Magnus yeah. and Gunnell, if they were watching right now, they're like, dang, that's not how we make meatballs. But I'm making a point. Like Swedish meatballs are fantastic, but they're not an Italian meatball. Yeah. And right now, we're on that precipice of, of having to figure out like, am I going to be like, no, this is how I make meatballs, and this is who I am because I am Italian, and this is what we believe in, and this is how we live our lives. And, or if I'm going to be like, wow, I wasn't even Italian.
0: Do you remember? How I was much,
1: Swedish this whole time. Do you remember time? a couple
0: years ago when uh, they had celebrities were taking the the DNA tests and then finding out online, finding oh, out my live gosh,
1: I forgot that. what they were. Yeah, and
0: you were blown away. Yeah, the shock because they were you know people would identify as white or black or Italian right. or Irish and they would right. find out that they weren't. Yes, that hardly at all. Yes, that that it was m- much more of a cultural construct that they yes. had been. Yeah, so, and you would think, yeah. oh how
1: exciting! But you, stole. oh
0: shocking! But it's like been a part I'm not of the that. Yeah, totally. Who I am. Totally. I, I, and I think that's when it comes to the kingdom of God, guys, that that's the kind of shock that we need to have in light of who Christ is compared to who we are. Yeah. Perfect. And in that whole shock of, wow, I'm really not uh, <laughs> everything I thought I was yeah. in this makeup that I have created for myself. Um, and and that's what the kingdom of God. When you are willing to wrestle with the kingdom of God. Like I think Paul must have been here um, and did and obviously did. Because um, Jesus in Matthew ten thirty four says, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. Now, he's not talking about that violently. He's talking actually about a in relationship and in, in personal uh, uh, wrestling with because okay. he's going to divide loyalties. He's going to divide longstanding beliefs. That's what he's talking about. That's what the word does when you tie those things together. Hebrews four twelve says the the word of God is living and active and sharper than a double edged sword. It cuts yes. down. It divides yes. to, to these things that I that I consider myself, my soul and the spirit. What the spirit says about my life. And 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 if we can believe the same things after we've come to Jesus, oh, wow. uh, uh, then than we did before, That's except good. with the exception of maybe. Um, being saved, Mm -hmm. then we have not encountered and wrestled with the weight of the kingdom. There's a weight to the kingdom. There's a weight to Jesus. There is a weight, a weight to Jesus that needs to actually press on us Mm -hmm. uh, to to wrestle with that. And one of my favorite stories is a very uh, little known story, but it's in in John chapter 19. After Jesus dies, the Bible says Joseph of Arimathea, who was part of the Sanhedrin, the ruling Jewish council. But I love this. They added in there who had worshiped Jesus secretly. Mm-hmm. Up until this point, it was all secret. It was all behind yeah. walls. He was keeping everything up. I want to make sure everybody's good with me. He actually goes to Pontius Pilate and says, I need Jesus's body. And he, the Bible says, mm-hmm. took the body down and carried the body. There was a weight to Jesus. There's a weight to coming out from being. We cannot afford secret Christians anymore. Yes. We cannot afford secret Christians. Just happy go lucky. Make sure everybody's okay with me, Christians. Yeah. We can. Joseph of Arimathea's cannot stay in the closet anymore. Yeah. They need to rise up and carry the weight, the weight of Jesus's body to the world. There's a weight, and he comes to bring a sword. And inside of me, yeah. I've had to wrestle with yes. some stuff that I thought identified me as a national, like a patriot yeah, to this yeah. country, to someone who loves history, who will fight you when you talk bad about certain things. And still we do fight
1: yeah. over those
0: things. And sometimes I fight because it's my human m- man still trying to hold on to me. And by the end of it, i wrestled with the angel long enough that he popped out my hip. Come on, somebody. Am I an angel? You are an angel. <laughs> I wasn't going to blow you up like that, but... Sometimes you I wrestle you just Sometimes an you wrestle with an angel long enough that the hip pops out and you surrender. But come on, are you? That's I got I got to carry the weight of Jesus. Yeah. yeah. No more secret Christians.
1: Yeah. Um you know, so that scripture says so they remained mm. and it says speaking boldly of and for the Lord. And it reminded me of some a scripture that we had talked about several months ago now in Acts four, if you remember 29, we hovered on this for a while, and, and they said, "Lord, hear their threats, and give your servants." and I would have said, "A way out." Yep. <laughs> and he said, "But give your servants great boldness in preaching your word." And that's exactly what God did. Because then we move up here into Acts thirteen, fourteen, We start seeing it getting getting ugly. And they weren't asking God to get them out of it. They were activating the answer to that prayer, which was becoming bold. Another thing that blows my mind is it says that the Jewish people there had the, the unbelieving. And it says actually those who chose to not um, be moved by the Lord, the truth yeah. of the Lord. That's what that say, the unbelieving Jewish people there. And it says yeah, that, that's what they, that
0: Greek word means. Yeah. the Greek
1: word what head means. And so they said that they had poisoned their minds. Um and and I and I felt like, you know, they it said that so what they did is they stayed and spoke boldly of the Lord and I was like and convinced them that the other people were wrong about them. <laughs> right? Like you can preach the word and explain to everybody that whoever has poisoned your yeah. mind against your wrong. you is 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 they are incorrect. But they stayed on point. They were not distracted um, by that people have been poisoned against them. They saw this bigger. It then says that God granted them through his grace signs and wonders in order to undergird the truth of the word that they were speaking. And it says the people were still divided. We are in the middle, guys, of seeing some signs and wonders. I truly believe that we are seeing right now. I believe everything that's happening right now is a true holy awakening that we could have never caused at our hand. And yet people are still divided. It causes us to make a decision. So where am I going to fall in that identity crisis that I'm having right now? Am I going to just revert to what I've known and make my meatballs the way that I've always made my meatballs? Or am I going to begin to identify with the holy identity that God has always given to me? And finally, he says this, that Mm. people took sides between Jews and apostles. Yes. And I thought to myself, you know, isn't that so convenient? Because it's truly what the enemy does is he makes it so much easier and palpable to people to think that they're just choosing between two opinions. And what they were truly doing, because the word, that's why I said what it says in the Greek. It says that that the unbelieving Jewish people had actually chosen not to respond yep. to yep. how the Lord had shown himself to be true. So this is not about, and it's why Kyle and I keep talking about it, This is not a political stand. Yep. We have politi- politi- politi-
0: politicized.
1: politicized something spiritual, just like the enemy does in order to cause division. Correct but they were not distracted by trying to convince people that they were right. Yeah. We are going to continue to go boldly forward because we believe that we are preaching the word of the Lord. There are people, we are not distracted from the message of salvation. Uh, a white reigns. community would say, don't get stay on point. Well, you know what? Our black community may not ever hear the salvation message, because the white message has clouded the truth of it. Don't be afraid to hear it. Don't look away. Hmm. we I am not just caring about keeping a white church intact. I am trying to keep God as the center of who he said yes. he was inside of who we are. So that all yeah. may come to know him. So that all may have an opportunity to hear the truth. Not the truth of the white church. The truth of the gospel, church. This is that's what's being. This, this, it's not Republican, Democrat. Who you voting yep. for? Yep. What are your political stances? Yep. Those things need to be affected. Yes. But that's not where we're starting. We're starting with we the conviction of the gospel. And that's why it's not enough for Kyle and I to yes, just occupy correct. our spiritual and supernatural gifts. There are floors on this hospital that have long-term care for people. And you need to be able to show up as those caregivers and say, yep, this was done wrong. You know what? I see this. And this surgery was done incorrectly we're going to bring you health now and we're going to bring wholeness and this pain that you have been feeling under this injury, it's going to be eradicated and it's going to help. And, and I'm going to help it through my hands, through my giftings to eradicate that.
0: Yeah. And what I thought was really cool too, by the way, is that it says they divided Jew and uh, an apostle. Both of them were meant to be family. Right. It's like what was meant to be united. The the enemy always has to to pick these sides. But and I love the fact that what you just said is absolutely true. They relied on the word and the spirit. They Mm -hmm. relied on the word and the spirit. We need to become people of the word, people of the word and for and and, and the spirit. So we can't just be people of the word who don't work in the spirit. I think that's why the word of God. That's why the things of God have been stirring in us since we started this pandemic beforehand with the Holy Spirit, we need yes. the Spirit. The Spirit—I you said rightly last yes. week—the Spirit of God is starting this movement yes. all over the world. The Spirit of God is the one who actually gives birth to new life. He is the conceiver of new mm-hmm. life, right? Genesis one two. The Spirit of the Lord hung over the face of the deep, right? John chapter three verse five. Uh, and who? And obviously motorcycles. Uh, God gives birth to those. Um, John John 3, 5 says, uh, 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 how am I born again? By the spirit of God. Acts chapter 2, verse 4. The spirit came down and and the church was birthed. It's the Holy Spirit. We can't just yes. do this by being people of the word because the word is good. The word gives me boundaries for what the spirit brings into my life. It helps me understand what God is saying, but I cannot change myself. I cannot change yes. my world on my own. It's not my opinions that are gonna change something. It's absolutely, we can we can come to logical decisions, uh, but movements uh, on our own, but movements are birthed by the spirit of God. Um, and so we've got to understand, I think the thing that hit me, in this is that th- these guys were not trying to just kind of drive by uh and drop it it wasn't a, it wasn't a hit, uh, you know a, a preach and go yeah. um you know a moment it wasn't they weren't gone by the next news cycle they had identified things based on the their kingdom lenses
1: you know okay um yep. because i want to make sure that we have time at the end of the service the last thing that i was going to say let's actually lead into that next next week okay okay
0: yeah yeah absolutely no, no 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 i I think, I think i think it's good um, um I, I, this week, um, you know, I heard uh, on social media, I heard someone say um, they, you know, um, the the police got arrested. Um, Companies are starting to change names. Um, uh, You know, monuments are coming down. What more do they want? And I said, that's it right there. It should never be. What more do they want? It should be. What more do we want? We. We. What more do we want? We want the kingdom of God to be experienced by everyone. We want this beautiful love of, the, of, of freedom and hope and love and life to be experienced by everyone. And that's why they lingered there. They lingered in a place that was divided. They lingered in a place that was uh, persecuted. They lingered in a place that was poisoning people against them. They lingered in a place that didn't always like them. Why? Because they were convicted that the spirit of God, that the kingdom of God, that the word of God had to be coming into that city. And I think the truth is, my friends, that we will press to move quickly through things, a change that we are not convicted we personally need. I'm going to say say it again. We will press to move quickly through a change. We are not convicted that we personally need. Yes. I can easily quickly move through racism, equality, and justice Mm -hmm. because I've never needed them. (laughs) Never. I've never felt racism. Never. I've never had it. I've never felt an unjust moment, injustice against me. I've never felt unequal. Never. So it's easy for me to actually want to move through this quickly Mm -hmm. because I don't need it. But see, that's when the spirit of God says linger. Yes. Linger, linger. I, I saw a, a, a study the other day that said the majority of tithers in the church are actually from the the third, the lowest third economics, uh, economic status, the lowest mm-hmm. third. So the majority of tithers are from the people who can afford it the least. But the reason why I believe that the top two thirds don't tithe is because they don't think they need it. They don't need to receive from it. They don't need the blessing from it. I'm good. I've got wow. it. And we will choose to press move quickly through something that we uh, don't uh, wow. think that we personally need. You know, wow. the end of that Joshua 5 story as we close today is that uh, Jesus So the angel of the Lord says to Joshua, before you come in, there's something you got to do. Take off your sandal. because mm-hmm. where you're standing. Holy ground. Yeah. It's not just an allusion back to Moses at the burning bush. It's actually something deeper than that because he doesn't say sandals. He says sandal Mm -hmm. because in Jewish tradition, when a man uh, was going to redeem land that he had previously lost, he would go to the elders. He would take off his sandal as a pledge. And he'd say, I'm going to redeem that land. You have my sandal as a pledge. That I'm going to redeem it and pay the price for it until I can walk in it myself. My friends, we have come to this place and this time in history where we need to reach down Mm -hmm. and take off our sandal and say, God, I pledge to you that I know the enemy has taken part of the land that was mine. Part of the land that was my marriage, part of the land that was my generational blessing that our kids, uh, the, part of the land that was my health, part of the land yeah. that was equality in my country that you created, God. I'm going to take off my sandal, and I'm saying I know that the enemy stole my land, but I am here to pledge to you that I'm going to re- walk in it till it is redeemed back. This is my pledge. Come on. This is our opportunity, church, to walk back into the blessing, the fullness of what God has in your marriage. Maybe today you need to take off your sandal, say, God, I'm pledging myself as a man of God to bring wholeness back into my marriage, to be a man of purity and holiness in my marriage. There are some things, God, that I have allowed to come into my life and my mind that are unholy that I have allowed in my natural borders because that's the way I grew up. That's right. the way I lived. No, no, it's time to cross the natural border into the kingdom. There's a weight to Jesus. Come on, maybe for some of us, it is having to walk across the room and admit that you had some racial prejudice inside yeah. of you, whether it was omission or commission, and you need to rise up and say, I pledge to you, God, I'm not going to rest until we walk into the land that's holy. Maybe we had some things in church that we uh, just thought were, man, this is the way that always should be, but it was broken and we need God. Is there's something that needs to rise up? It's not just about standing on holy ground. It's about reclaiming holy ground, pledging your life.
1: Yeah.
0: And maybe that's what you can do right here and right now. Maybe, my friends, you've never pledged your life to Jesus. I'm not, I'm not talking about coming to church or watching church. Right. I'm not even talking about being moved by a worship service. Man, you go to Hillsong uh, worship uh, night, you, you can't not be moved. It doesn't matter whether you know Jesus or not. It's just powerful. I'm talking about have you ever pledged your life to Jesus? Because he pledged his life to you. On the cross, he took off both sandals. And he had a nail driven through those feet to to hold him to a cross so that you and I could be set free today. He made that pledge. Will you to him? And all you've got to do today is open up your heart and say, yes, Jesus. And he'll come right in. Can we pray together? That's what you want to do. If you want to pledge your life to Jesus, let's just pray this prayer. Just say, dear Lord Jesus, dear
1: Lord Jesus here, I
0: am today, here
1: I am today,
0: I've come to give you my life.
1: And I've come to give you my life.
0: Everything I am,
1: everything I am all,
0: that I've got,
1: all that I've
0: got, and everything I ever will be, and everything I, ever will I, freely be. I freely give to you. And I'm, giving my life to you Jesus, and
1: I'm giving my life to you, Jesus, as my
0: Lord and my Savior. Forgive me of all my sin, everything I've done to mess up.
1: Everything I've done to mess
0: up. Fill me with that Holy Spirit.
1: Fill me with that
0: spirit. Help me to walk this thing out Help me to walk. in purity and righteousness.
1: Impurity
0: and righteousness for your glory and not mine. For
1: your glory
0: and not in, mine. Jesus in Jesus' name, amen. amen and amen. 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 amen.
1: Well, we celebrate with you today. Yes. And if that is the first time that you um, prayed that prayer and you want to know a little bit more about what just happened and what <laughs> do I do next, there is going to be an email address on the platform that you're watching us through. And you can send your name and your address. And we want to send you a free book. It's called the surprise of your life. It's, yes. a, it's a great, easy read. Uh, it won't be, you won't be confused. You'll be like, ah, enlightened, uh, by the end of it. And uh, we'd love to send that to you free of charge. Yeah.
0: Carson Wentz wrote the uh, forward to that book. Uh, mm-hmm. fantastic. Hey, before we go, we really want to continue to worship God with our offering. Yeah. Um, your offering goes to make a difference right now. There's a Linktree link, uh, app right there. You can hop on right now, even as we're talking, And actually begin to give because your giving changes lives. You know, uh, we have been reading in Acts chapter 11 before this that a prophet comes and says there's going to be a famine in the land. Mm -hmm. And they didn't even wait for the famine to come. They took up an offering and actually sent it because they wanted to be prepared to meet the needs of people. My friends, I know it's summer. I know there's a lot of other distractions, but I'm here to tell you. That as you give things, people's lives are absolutely changed. Yeah. So we want to thank you for giving. Keep
1: building the house. Keep have building it. We to tell you soon about yes. um, that are connected to that. That's uh, on a quite large scale. So we thank you for your giving. We know that even last week, um, our offering was low on Sunday. And then by Monday and Tuesday, y'all had just like shown up. So thank you yep. for even remembering, if you're watching in replay, to still give. It all matters. So it right does. now we're going to go to our kids' service. That's on our YouTube channel. Love those and guys. And we will see all of you on Tuesday Here's night tonight, at 7, 7 p.m. We love you guys. Go enjoy the sun safely. Enjoy Bye. it. Bye, guys. Wear a
0: mask. Enjoy. <laughs> happy
1: Sunday. Happy, yeah, happy Sunday.
0: Happy Help Sunday. Son. Help me Jesus Sunday. <laughs>